welcome to episode 20 of Nerdstocking. I'm Bill, and here in a satin tights, fighting for his rights, is Chad, woman. <laughs> so uh, what we're going to do is get right into our feature of this episode, and that is that we both saw the 1975 TV movie Woo-hoo! of Wonder Woman starring Kathy Lee Crosby. So not good. <laughs> it isn't good. Have you seen that? Uh, I have not seen it. I have the trailer, or not the trailer, the opening on Nerdstocking. I uh, I saw that you'd posted it. Yeah. The uh, no, you know, it's funny, Kathy Lee Griffith. No, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy Lee Crosby. That was the episode of Wonder Woman where she took the president's head off. Remember watching? Uh, remember watching? That's incredible. That well, that's where I remember her yeah, from. That's, that's the only place I remember yeah. her from. <laughs> and then Fran Tarkington, the football player, was one of the hosts. This is at the time when it was the uh, Battle of the Network Stars yeah, exactly. and all that era. There was That's Incredible, and then there was another one called People or something like that. Let's People. There was remember. the one that was uh, that's incredible, that's less, and less than incredible. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> kind of mildly interesting. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> that was the show. It's okay TV. That was the show. <laughs> Welcome to Mildly Interesting. Um, nope, but we're going to be talking about the 2017 feature film called Wonder Woman. Starring Gal Gadot? Godot. Oh, Godot. Waiting for like Godot. Like Bardo. Waiting for Godot. So oh, we were um, waiting. We both went and saw it. Uh, Chad, you can start. What did you think of it? Well, let's see. Uh, everybody lived at the end. Therefore, <laughs> I hated it. Really? Oh, no, everybody conf- needed to die. Now I'm confused. Show is over. Good night. Mic drop. No, uh... You know, I've been saying for uh, months that the Wonder Woman trailer is better than most of the films that have been coming out. And this movie, I don't know if it's as good as the Wonder Woman trailer. (laughs) Trailer might might have been better than the film. It's like they said on, uh, you you made the joke that uh, on Onion, it was like... uh, the Iron Man trailer. You're going to take Iron Man trailer and make it into a full-length feature. (laughs) And people are like, (laughs) no, that's terrible. What a terrible idea. Uh, but the trailer, all of the Wonder Woman trailers have been like stellar. Yep. They have their best people working on those trailers. Right. In a world of, and it's, yeah. the movie was, uh, was pretty good. Like, uh, she was great. Right. Action sequences were great. And I think everything was great up until the big final battle, I think. Right. The movie's two hours and 21 minutes long. It should have been two hours. Right. And they could have just shaved. 21 minutes of fighting at the end. Right. And they would have probably had a really great movie. Right. Yeah. It, uh, that ending was definitely, it's your typical ending of a, the superhero films you do now where it's just punching and it's yeah. a lot of noise and cacophony. We haven't tried to talk this through, but yeah. let's punch. We covered Dr. Strange in a, a previous episode and, uh, he's got pretty much the best, uh, ending of, a. About at least a Marvel or any superhero film, I think, is that ending where it's kind of more cerebral. He's thinking his way through it. He does this thing where he's trapping the guy in time, Dormammu. And it's interesting. It's not two guys just, you know, they run towards each other and, and smash against each other, right? Yeah, he kind of Sherlock Holmes himself out yeah, of that one. Exactly. So uh, did you like the stuff in uh, Themyscira? The big starts off on yeah, the well, so Paradise Island? The Paradise Island part, I thought, was was well done. Uh-huh. It was beautiful. Looked right. Uh, I really expected to see a Linda Carter statue yeah, or something that there. That would have been awesome. That's a good idea. And I think that they, you know, DC, 
DC is unlike Marvel. Marvel like pays homage to things. Yep. They they the past and the present are always commingling. Right. And DC is like, we do this our way. That's all we do. We don't do nothing else. You know, <laughs> right. we're unapologetic for everything. Um, I said this about the costume is that the costume goes from the gold or a bronze colored and suddenly it's painted. Right. And I don't know if she put clothes on top of it and those clothes rubbed off on it, <laughs> but it's painted right. and they just, there's no explanation. That's okay. Yeah. But I, th- I thought that the, uh, the Paradise Island was great because, you know, Let's speak about women's issues for a second. Okay. Since since women's you know, issues, you mean like we don't have a voice in the room to speak for women. So one of the things that I loved about True Blood, yep, you know, seems I can relate this. Yep, is that the casting showed women that were were of a of an age, right? You know, everybody's not twenty one, right? It's not the WB, and you know, there's a lot of talk that older actresses can't get work. And somewhere like True, True Blood, there was a lot of actresses, and I don't know, maybe they weren't that old, maybe they were just in their forties. Right. But forties is forties is old, right? Yep. It's okay for a man, not okay for a woman. So I always appreciated that about the show because it kind of paints a uh, a realistic view of a world in an unrealistic way because the 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 show was built in the fantastic. Right. And I found that Paradise Island was very much like that. You have this island of Amazons, yep. but they were aged. You know, like the women on it were 40 to 60, beautiful and fit and wore the armor. But, you know, Wonder Woman's mom. Yeah, Hippolyta? Hippolyta, yeah. Yep. She was, uh, you know, I don't know how old she was, but she's got to be in her 50s, maybe 60s. Yeah. And looked fantastic. Yeah. But she didn't, she wasn't, they, they didn't say, okay, you know what? Everybody's going to be 25 because Amazons don't age. Right. They didn't say that. And from the the trainer, the warrior trainer woman, whatever yeah. her name was. She was great. Uh, Antiope, Antiope, I think is her name. Yeah. And so I found that it was a nice sort of cross-section of ages. Right. There were other women there that were also, they were the 21, 22-year-olds. Right. But it made it so that it looked real. Right. You know, real in a fantastic setting. Well, it's funny you mentioned this because uh, I'll put my cards out on the table. I thought Wonder Woman was an okay film. That's about the best uh, the best uh, rating I can give it. It wasn't a bad film by any means, but it wasn't a great film. I know I'm in the minority when I say this because if you go online and look at the reviews, people are just gushing over it. I think it's a good film and I think it's worth people going to see, but I don't think it's all that and a bucket of chicken. Because one of the things is in the Themyscira part of what you're talking about, I found that really confusing because it's like uh, it starts off Diana is a young girl and then she's surrounded. All the people are introduced, like you said, her mom, mom Hippolyta, her, uh, her mom's sister, Antio, played by um, Claire Underwood. Um, Robin Wright is the actress who plays her. She also does Claire Underwood. It was good, great to see her. <clears throat> but like you said, she's... She's aged. She's got crow's feet. She's a beautiful woman, Robin Wright, still, even in you watch fucking House of Cards. She's so good looking. You're wondering why uh, uh, um, Kevin Spacey's letting her walk off and uh, have her fling with the speechwriter. Okay, oh, I it. guess I don't need to watch we that show anymore. We won't get into House of Cards. But uh, she's really good. But she's aged, and like you said, her mother's aged. And there, there's a spectrum of ages of, of the Amazons on the island. I'm confused because... 
uh, Diane is a young girl and then she grows up, you know, say 20 years pass. Everybody looks the same. Diana herself is aged 20 years. And apparently, I guess now, at the after the ending, I'm, I'll say now uh, up front too, sorry, those spoilers. Uh, we're going to be talking about plot points. So spoiler alert. <laughs> Holding nothing back, just like DC. Exactly. But so, and it seems like Wonder Woman has a Diana Prince's age to about, you know, in her, tw- in her 20s or 30s, late 20s, I guess you say, Gal Gadot. And she stopped aging. So how what how does the fucking aging work? Oh, but this is like it's the, you know, it's the how does uh, that work? When what? you die and you get turned into an angel. Yes. What age are you? Are you now, Bill, or are you going to be twenty one year old? You know, hunky Bill. Well, yeah, exactly. Not that you're not a hunk now. <laughs> you know. But it's like right. everybody. You know, you have to just sort of you have to get to that sweet spot of age and then i guess the aging just slows down like you can't think too hard about the age part because if these amazons were created by zeus yes then they would all be 21 year old right none of them would be aged and that's explained in the film that's what happened but when you see the island it doesn't make sense well they don't sleep they don't do anything like time doesn't exist there and like i said i don't i don't i don't expect maybe they used to maybe they used to be in time and now they're no longer in time because they said that they're not in time. Yeah, that's even more confusing. <laughs> time is funny. It's like was, time travel, all that time stuff. Is yeah, I hard mean, to like, I, I, like I always say, like I said, all, all our other movie reviews, um, I'll, I'll, I'll grant suspension of disbelief when it's warranted. When you know, Wonder Woman is a super strong Amazonian woman. <laughs> woman i and she can lift hands. you can say she's women she kinda, she's more than one yeah, she is she rep, uh, re, she's a representative of women but uh so she can do all this stuff and i'm i'm willing to go run with that i'm not gonna go to see a, a, a movie called wonder woman like what the hell how could she do all this but there's <laughs> the logistics this is one of, this is really the thing that bothered me about this film and you're gonna you're probably gonna call me on a bunch of nitpicky stuff i'm being nitpick nitpicky but it's cumulative for me. It's like all this stuff that doesn't make sense just builds and builds and builds and 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 serves to take me out of the world that they're trying to build for me, right? And one is Themyscira where Diana's a little girl and then I, she ages and I'm thinking, well, how come nobody else is as aged? Where does, she, where does her age stop? Why is now she going to be in her late 20s going forward for the end of time? Like, as questions I'm asking. Well, see, I know? don't know if they this ties into the comic because... I don't read Wonder Woman. I just right. I buy them. I, I have them for the because the covers are so good from the the sixties and seventies. Yeah. But you know, I think that they spent too much time creating an origin that was right. unnecessary. I think that they would have been better off showing her on the island, showing yep. her as this precocious little girl, just like in the TV show where you see the women training and yeah, you see the life. She's Diana, right? So she's yeah. supposed to be the hunt hunt the hunter, right? Diana the hunter. Okay, huntress. You know, from the from Greek mythology. Uh-huh. So, you know, if that's the case, then she should. It should be a given that she becomes, you know, the yeah. awesome. But her mom doesn't want her. She she's not an Amazon. She's just on an island of Amazons. There's a prophecy. All this shit, and it's like right. we don't need the prophecy. We don't right. even need Ares. Ares is is like so unnecessary to this story. Right. And it's the failing of the film. Yeah, you know, like it, it's failing in the origin story, yep. and all the way through when they had good villains, potentially good villains. Yeah, also like like I always say, a hero is only as good as his villain, and here, Ares is definitely a weak weak point in the film. 
Well, which is ironic because he, you know, going against the the god of war. You think he'd be a worthy opponent? I don't think she'd win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's the god of war. Yeah. He's not. He's not the man of war. You know, he's the guy. He's he's from the echelon that is way above the Amazons. Right. And the Amazons, which to get back to the island, yep, is that. You know, so these Amazons were created as basically they were they're Valkyries, right? They're the right. the army for the. They're for like Zeus. a bridge. They're a bridge to a higher learning to man. Yeah, I think that's what they say. Is that what they said? Yeah. And here they are. They're there's they're these warrior women who, you know, are badass, and all they do is spar and fight all yeah. day long. Yeah. Meanwhile, the whole world has changed, and they have fucking guns and a bombs exactly. and aircraft That's and right. machine guns. That's right. And landmines and yep. you know tanks. Yeah. And they're there with bow and arrow and sword, yeah. going, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." And they do the greatest moves. It's amazing. Yeah. But so stupid when the two worlds collide. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That was another problem I had. And it's like Hippolyta is her mom and this wise Amazonian queen, but she's done this stupid thing where she's they're they're tasked with protecting the world. But then Hippolyta keeps them on Themyscira. They're given this skill. Like Again, I'll suspend my disbelief. There's an island that no one's ever heard of. No one's ever sailed It's in the sailed Bermuda through. Triangle, may as well. No one's ever sailed into it. That's okay. I can deal with that. Never. But I can't deal with this isolationist attitude of Hippolyta where she's tasked her, her holy quest is to fucking protect the world, but she keeps everybody on the island. Nobody goes out. The world goes to fucking hell in a handbasket, and they just, like you said, they're just there clashing swords back, training, 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 training for something the queen is hoping will never fucking come. But it and it, and but for a fight that they are no longer all the sword play they they master yep. is not good enough, and they're like, and when when the you know the twentieth century enters the picture, yep, right. they're like, what? Yeah, war's been going on. Yeah, well they have there? that they have that scene in the trailer where. Uh, uh, and they show, and it's, it ends up in the film where the girl shoots her rope, and she goes swinging down the cl- yeah. cliffside, really great. And some guy on the boat, German on the boat with a rifle, shoots, and the bullet goes right between Steve and Wonder Woman or Diana, and she's just looking at it because she doesn't know what the fuck it is. She's never goddamn seen a bullet, although I'll, I'll talk about this later. And it goes right between them and kills this Amazon, and like it just, you can see her helpless because she doesn't know what's going on. There's these speed of sound bullets going pew pew just shooting them yeah so what the fuck <laughs> it, so it's, this is the thing it's kind of like what's your point again yeah. like who's running this show like were yeah. you purposely left out of the loop have you chosen to be yeah. out of and the loop and it's never explained it could be explained in the god way like they could use the gods as an explanation of it saying well, we're isolating you because we want you to be pure or something like that, right? There could be an explanation of why they're so isolated, but the movie doesn't do that. It just, they just keep saying over and over again, and it's got to be said because Diana eventually gets out and goes into the world, and then she's, her, um, you know, mission is to try to save uh, the world. So that has to be drummed into her, but then it doesn't make any sense that they would be isolated for so long. And for... Thousands of years. Yeah. like I think it's more like 5,000 or 8,000 or something like so that. So pre-Roman Empire, yeah. I guess, right? So they get up. They don't sleep. Mm-hmm. I guess they don't even eat. Okay. Yeah, well, none of that's shown, but... But she said they don't sleep. Really? Yeah, when they were on the boat. Oh, right. Because he's like, do you want to lay down and go to sleep? And he's, she's like, 
I don't really need to sleep, but right. if you need to sleep, I'll pretend I'll right. lay here. More details. That's a deep, ma- <laughs> you know, more details. Because she's I'm a god, right? Like she's she's a demigod at least, you know, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so it's sort of like, well, okay, so she doesn't eat, doesn't sleep. Time doesn't exist on on Theris. Thermoscura. Thermoscura. Thermos. Thermoscura. Thermoscura. Thermostatia. <laughs> Thermostata. It's yeah, another Greek word. It's is a it different island. <laughs> That's right. I told you not to touch that. Um, but yep. it's it's like, so they get up and they practice fighting every day, yep. but they don't get up. They just practice fighting <laughs> endlessly, I guess. And it reminds me of Norse mythology where you have, you know, uh, Valhalla right. is where the slain warriors go and they battle every day and then they party all night and then they, the next day they're reborn and they and do it again. So that's what they want to do. That's what they live for, right? And that seems to that's be what, what, die for what the Amazon angle is. Right. Except, I, here's, let me rewrite the, the beginning for a second. Okay. Here's my, here's my origin story. Okay. Wonder Woman is in, it can be World War I. Early yeah. early twentieth century, yeah. she's in there, and she's spotted on the battlefield, and she refers to the island that she's from, and she refers to the Amazons, and she refers to these things that people understand because Greek mythology exists in the in the twentieth century. Yeah. We know of it, yeah. so Chris Pine's character would be like, "Oh, I've heard of Amazon, yeah, Zeus. I've heard of Zeus. Yeah. I've heard of Ares. Whatever. Most of those guys, I've heard of them. Yeah, taught them in school or whatever. Yeah. Yep." In the funny book, in the funny pages. Yeah, I read that in a comic somewhere. And so, uh, you know, and then she refers to this place, and that's it. You know, like they can go back as a flashback, or they can go back and visit just in pieces. Yeah, not have this whole society that makes no sense when you see it as a whole for an elongated part of time. That's the first third of the film. Because now, you know, the mother has seen that war is global. It's in big shit. Ares apparently is running amok, and. She still says, I forbid I forbid you, Diana, from going, but Diana's going to go because there's a prophecy. And uh, she says, oh, I knew you'd go. I know you could, I can't stop you. Right. So off you go, vaya con Dios. And, um, yeah. and wait a minute, you're a fucking Amazon and the war is raging. Shouldn't you be getting on your horses and <laughs> going after those tanks? Yeah. Can you imagine a, an army of Wonder Woman? Right. After seeing that one, ba- the, you know, on the front there? Right. Yeah, they might do something with the bow and arrows. Yeah, there's. It's a weird thing too, where um, Diana through the movie alludes to that she's actually studying. Like, like you you brought the part scene in the boat, which is actually a really good scene between um, Diana and uh, Steve. She's like, yeah. well, I've read all so and so's uh, eight volumes of human biology, right? Like they've have studied, but you don't see any of that in that world of Themyscira they build sexual it. biology yeah exactly yeah. whatever they 18, say 18 volumes of it it's like it's a pretty sexy scene and it's like oh can you see that can you like, have any copies of that humana, humana. <laughs> can I see copies of that but uh, you know she has there is an education in there too so but the reason they skirt they use the education as kind of a, a comedy relief because they have that scene where well, I know about biology because I've learned about it I've been educated but if you're educated about that why aren't you educated about you know, armaments, modern armaments, right? Yeah. Like, if there's an education, she would know more. Sex, she wouldn't yes. be as, <laughs> yeah, she would, sex, yes, violence, no. But she wouldn't be as naive if they flesh out that idea that she's been educated, although they do say that she's been educated. Well, this is why I say the better beginning would be have her in the 20th century. Yeah, the movie really picks up once she gets off the island and she gets into London. That's where they first arrive in London. 
and that's where the movie really starts to sing. It starts starts to take off at that point, right? It's it's gets funny. It's interesting. Like her being a fish out of water is kind of the gist of the that middle part, and that's the best part. That's where it starts really picking up, right? Yeah. She starts bumping into all this uh, modern stuff, and her reaction to it is is funny. It's interesting. Yeah, her coat opens up, and she's got her sexy Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, and he's and like, cover like, cover up, cover up, what are you doing? Up. You know, yeah. like, look at how the other people are dressed. Yeah, exactly. Edwardian you know? times. And it shows how 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 contemporary she is, right? She's she's like we are today. Right. And how she, when she finally did figure out some clothes, she figured out she looks like a an archaeologist woman or a <laughs> yeah. professor or something. Yeah, exactly. Right? Masculine outfit. Exactly. Yeah, that's funny. See, okay, so we haven't said this. Yeah. Chris Pine and Gal Gadot were amazing. They're, yeah, that was one of the best parts of the film are their chemistry. They totally carry the film. They're, yeah. they're, we're in it all the way through. Yep. Gal Gadot is like, she couldn't be better. Yeah. Right? She, was, she, is, she is a Wonder Woman she will always be. Yeah, she's fantastic. And, and Chris little... Pine was a great leading man. Yeah. Well, well he's Chris Pine, right? You could, uh, he could act against a, a log and he'd, he'd, there'd be chemistry between them. Right? That's right. He's charisma personified. <laughs> Let's make that movie. Let's call Chris right now, Chris. It's you, top billing, and a log. <laughs> That's it. I'm in. He could sell anything. He's Chris Pine. And the Academy Award for Best Picture goes to? A boy in his log. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait a minute. It's an upset. Warren Beatty said it wrong. Damn it. Um, but the, uh, the one thing that I would have done. Yep. Is okay. So Chris Pine's gonna. He needs to leave. Wonder Woman's gonna escort him out because she she only. Everybody else can just happen upon this magical place. Yeah. But only she knows how to get out. Right. I guess. I don't. Did they, did they describe that? I don't remember that. Yeah. So, I'll, I'm gonna show you how to leave. Oh, don't you just go in any direction away from the <laughs> island? <laughs> this is it. And then you pass the threshold and suddenly yeah, you're, there's a you're fog. not visible anymore. There's the fog like in uh, Kong Skull Island. The same, That's right, exactly. The same fog is surrounding this island. So, But what I would have really loved to have seen is instead of what they did, because when they, they, they get into a boat, they leave the island, they, I guess, get a lift somewhere along the, yeah, the way yeah, or whatever. yeah. yeah. It's and, funny they wake up and they're being towed. And he's like, "Oh, I yeah. got gave, got as a lift." I'm like, okay, which is such bullshit. <laughs> I think what what would have been better is, yeah. you know, the boat would have worked really well. They would have moved really fast because they're Amazons. They would have had a super speed boat, right? Right. And yeah. then I would have liked to have seen like some fisherman out after a bender look out and only see the people floating in the air because the boat is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. That'd I really thought it was going to happen. I thought this is going to be the invisible jet, right? Yeah, exactly. The invisible, but invisible no. uh, sailboat. DC just doesn't. They just don't know humor. Yeah, they don't pick things from their own library and like understand the kind of ridiculousness about it, but then just enjoy that. Yeah, you know, it's fun. We all love it. We all, you know, they work too hard at building. Like Themyscira, we're going to build this world of, of Amazonian women, but then when you analyze it, it just none of it makes fucking sense. And it and also doesn't you, mean anything. And you can have an invisible boat, and you know it's ridiculous, but it 
if you have fun with it, then people are going to fucking laugh. And I'm not going to sit there going, oh, it's impossible that that boat would be invisible. Yeah, like, just have it be enchanted <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah, like yeah. something, some magical thing. They're already playing place. the cards of gods. Yeah. They're always playing the god card saying this happened, this happened, this happened because of the gods, right? But what what really gets me is that for all the time they spent on that island, yeah, they they invested it. They invested that time for nothing, because when the next movie comes out, yep. nobody gives a rat's ass about any of that. It doesn't mean right. shit. It doesn't explain anything more than saying, uh, "I'm a I'm an Amazon." Right. Oh, you're an Amazon. Yeah, I'm from an island of Amazons. Oh, there's your origin story. It's over. One weird thing is, so Steve Trevor comes. You know, sailing in and his broken uh, plane and crashes off the coast of Themyscira. And Wonder Woman, uh, Diana, dives in. She's never called Wonder Woman in the film, by the way. I have to always say Diana. She swims out and pulls him out of the plane and takes him back to the back to the shore. And she just sits there kneeling next to him, staring at him, until he miraculously starts coughing and starts breathing again. Why does she give him mouth to mouth? Like you would think an Amaz- a race yeah, of Amazon. They don't, they don't die. They do die though. They're shot bullets when they she attack. Was, she was They're like, shot by bullets. So why don't they, <laughs> you would think for five thousand years living on an island, somebody might have fucking almost drowned, and you'd learn fucking no. mouth to mouth. No. No. Okay. No. She was too distracted by his huge direction. <laughs> huge direction. <laughs> huge. Huge you say, erection. Do you say huge direction? Huge erection. <laughs> She's like, I've read books about that. <laughs> what volume was that? That was volume four. <laughs> That's right. Volume twenty. It's hilarious. X. Uh, hilarious. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, nit- nitpicky stuff. Sure, it's nitpicky, but cumulative. It just builds and builds. This doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And cumulatively, it pulls me out of the film. Right? So. I didn't find any of that. I found that even though I'm, I'm picking it apart now a bit, yep. it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it right up until the third act. Mm-hmm. And this is this is like, this is DC. This yeah. is how I feel about every fucking DC movie. Right. Third act, Man of Steel, I fell asleep. Mm. Uh, third act of Batman versus Superman. So that's when they actually I, fight. I just so. want to smash myself in the head and make it go away. Okay. It's just kind of like, it's just endless smashing and fighting and it's it's also a look right it's mm. man of steel was outside so that 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 didn't look as bad but right. batman versus superman and wonder woman both have they could be one scene you could actually cut the two together and nobody would notice that the the film's changed right you know except wonder woman you know was 7 minutes 7 glorious minutes of batman versus superman and it's that look that dark with glowing fire the way they did uh, Doomsday and Batman versus Superman is the yeah. way they look like Ares. It's looks funny. And- this is exactly right. They did the same kind of thing. He, he's just something iffy about him. There's something off about Doomsday. When you saw Doomsday, it's like CGI. And when you see uh, Ares, it's a CGI armor put on this guy. And you can just tell, right? It's still, we're 20, 2017. We've advanced so far in effects, but it still looks... There's something wrong. You well, it's like tell. when you, you you seen Starship Troopers. Yeah. So in Starship Troopers, at one point, you know they they fight the rock guy. Yeah. Yeah. They all look like him. Yeah. Except he's a rock guy, so yeah. he's allowed to look all. It's so funny because it, it was the same as in in Suicide Squad when they fight the priestess or the witch. What's her name? 
the thing. The Enchantress. The Enchantress at the end, and her brother is, is protecting a her. Giant glowing fucker. Yeah, and it's the same thing. You look fucking ridiculous. Like I said at the time in our uh, Suicide Squad review, I said he looks like uh, the guy from Lawnmower Man, you know, 1991 yeah. or whatever, right? It's just cheesy, goofy graphics. Yep. Right? Except Lawnmower Man was way better. I really liked Lawnmower Man. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. You know, I'd but, have to see it again. Uh, I don't think I only saw it in the theater once. Oh, maybe I, once I on, on video. I watched yeah, it maybe videos. once on videotape. But it's like <laughs> you know all these these big baddies that they fight. Yeah. You know this is like in comic books. Uh, this is who the Hulk fights. Right. This isn't who everybody else fights. Right. Cap fights like the Red Skull, who's a mastermind. mastermind. Yeah. And you know Superman fights Lex Luthor, who's a mastermind. And I'm not really sure of Wonder Woman's uh, yeah. villains, but. For the most part, they all have pretty good villains, right? Yeah, yeah. But none of them are giant monsters. Well, and none of them are the god of fucking war. Right. So this is somebody <laughs> that the Hulk would fight. Right. Hulk fights gods of war. Right. He fights tree mon Groot. Groot was a right. originally appeared in um I think a Tales of Suspense, but yep. pre-superhero. Okay. He's just a tree monster. Right. And then later Marvel brought him back, and I, in a, um, an annual, one of the Hulk annuals, Hulk fights all of these uh, elemental monsters. He fights a, a tornado monster. Right. And they were all monsters that had appeared in early pre-hero Tales of the Suspense, Tales to Astonish, all these kind of like sci-fi horror comics right. that all these superheroes came from. Um, or the superheroes took over those comics. Yep. And so Groot, for instance, was one of the things that Hulk fights. I am Groot. And he's just a big tree monster and Hulk beats, <laughs> smashes them to bits. Yeah, and the twigs. Yeah. And so these are the kind of monsters that Hulk constantly fights. Right. On film, it looks like shit. So when he fights Blip, I think was one of the other electric guy, which is kind of similar to the Nick Nolte monster. Do you think it's a feminism thing, though, to play the fe feminism card already? Is do you think they have to have Wonder Woman fight this huge thing? Because if she's fighting Lex Luthor, like a cerebral person, a mastermind, do you think it's like, oh, you're saying a woman can't fight a big, giant, oversized, ridiculously pumped up monster? Well, see, but in this film, I found that she's Wonder Woman is kind of a bruiser. She yeah. doesn't come across as she comes across as an intellectual earlier in the film. Yeah, but then she comes across as a bruiser sort of later. Yeah, and in the in um, the cartoon uh, Justice League yep. cartoon, she's a bit of a bruiser. Yeah, uh, you know she likes to fight. And well, they did they did that in BVS, and that was the thing I liked most. Yeah, where Her, she's smiling, yeah. she gets knocked by she gets knocked across the field by Doomsday, and she gets up and she smiles because yeah. she likes that. She's like Thor, right? That's right. Let's kick some ass. Yeah, and um. In this particular case, she should have, she was a bit kind of throwing herself in. And this was the lesson that she had to learn because she, she had the wrong guy. Right? Yeah, she went after yep. the wrong guy. And, yeah. and I don't know. She, I think that they, they really, if they, you know, packed with spoilers. I'm kind of trying to avoid like. Don't avoid spoilers. Details, details of I them. Got, but, it's a spoiler Aries, what's his face there? David Thulis. Yeah. Who is like. He was good as the non-glowing monster god well, giant. That was an interesting part where at the end, it was interesting at that part because she kills the Nazi that she thinks is Ares, but turns out, you know, oh my, oh my God, the whole fuck, the war didn't end because I killed this one German fucking general. But then David Thulis shows up and it, I, 
we've already spoiled, you know, said spoil alerts, but he's, he's actually Aries and he appears to her and they have the, you know, monologue. He gives his, sadly, I went to the washroom right there (laughs) and I came back only to hear him have this, he he has this big explanation. Yeah. he, He monologues and, but he's talking with her and she approaches him and then he moves somewhere else. Right. It's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. I've found that interesting yeah. when they, he, we got his hell armor on and started fucking fucking shit up. Then it's just turning into another punch fest, which is like that. <laughs> exactly. Don't pull your next Don't man. demonstrate by punching the mic. You know, it's, it, it really, I really liked Cause one of the things he, um, he philosophizes about is that, yep. The way he creates this, because he has no hope for man, right? Yeah. He kind of like they've painted him to be Lucifer, right? Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Ares is Lucifer in the story. The story is almost note for note. He gets cast out of heaven. It's similar in that scene where he's going to vapor and then he peers uh, outside, right? It's like he's disappearing and appearing. He's yeah. kind of like Lucifer. He's but it, he you. gets cast out of heaven by, by and he is cast out just That's like right. and yeah. so and he's down there and yeah. he creates. Uh, Lucifer is, you know, known more for giving people what they want. Right. Right. And so Ares is giving what he thinks mankind wants. And the way he creates this is by fighting for peace. I don't understand that. Well, I think that one of the, I guess the way I understand it is that, you know, it's, it's the best example it might, how people don't really want peace well, when might, you put it as presented before them. It, it's not really dealt with in the film, but what it could, it, this would have been a good idea, right? This would have made my motivations, in my mind, the motivations of Ares make more sense because he's appearing in the begin, near the beginning, uh, middle of the film when they first meet him. He's a kind of an upper level British bureaucrat. And he is trying. A sensible one. And he is trying to get them to sign. He's the guy who wants he's going to get Germany to sign the armistice. But the interesting thing would have been was, and they don't touch on this in the film, but the armistice that Germany signed was fucking atrocious. And it was one of the reasons why they had world war two is because they put so much restrictions on Germany. Mm -hmm. You can't have an army. You're paying reparations up the fucking wazoo. So that eventually in, in the, in the thirties, if in Germany, if you want to go buy a loaf of bread, you're taking a barrel of fucking Deutschmarks to the supermarket because that's how much inflation is because Germany's under the thumb of the allies, right? Mm-hmm. It was a shitty armistice. They signed at Versailles and it was a cause for world war two. Yeah. Right. But they don't deal with that. They don't say he's making the shitty armistice. They just, for some reason, he's going to get up to sign the armistice. And it's like, if you're the God of war, why would you want them to make peace? Well, right? and this is what he said is that, you know, he'd, he'd given up on them long ago and he knew that the best way to create the problem is to present them with peace. Hmm. And then they, everybody fights and box and has a problem with it. And I thought right. that right at that moment is where they should have made him even more intellectual. Right. Because he's trying to tempt her, right, at that point, saying, Again, you know, like come, Lucifer, yeah, like join he's me. He's the snake in the tree. Right. That's interesting. Well, he's the teller of truths. That's it, yeah. The whole other story. <laughs> Another episode. That's interesting. But, you know, it's, so it's like, you know, they fell... Lucifer often in mythology is the one who tells the truth. Right. Right. And we treat him like. And he pays the price for it. Well, anybody even nowadays tells the truth, you're going to get fucking screwed. Yeah. Well, I've always said that. (laughs) Right. In in, in all. Look at Chelsea Manning. Look at uh, Julian Assange, who's hiding out in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy, right? Anybody that actually tells the truth these days, they're marginalized. (laughs) 
He's always telling his alternate truths. Yeah, his and everybody's truth. always riding them. His truth. <laughs> the Trump truth. But it's like, you know, Lucifer often says, you know, well, here, here's here's a reality. And, you know, or here's what you want. And then people say, okay, well, that's what I want. I want that, yeah. you know? And he makes a deal with them and he creates a contract and he says, here's the contract, read it. Right. And the person never reads it. He just <laughs> signs it because they want, they right. want, want, want. Yeah. And, you know, and Lucifer says, okay, but you know, I get your soul. So then the person who signs the deal says, I don't like it. I don't like it. This, yeah, there's some, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to I didn't want my, this. I don't I, want that. I wanted the women and the money and the fame. Yeah. But I didn't want the syphilis. I don't want to lose my soul. <laughs> exactly. He's and, and so then he works with angels and God to fuck the devil over to find a loophole to right. get out of the contract. And then when they find the loophole, the, Lucifer says, you know, nah, all right. You know, <laughs> you got me. He, I'm honorable. He's always honorable in the thing. Yeah. And so this is where Aries could have become. He could have sold a really good game. Right. You know, like, here's what I'm trying to say. This is what I believe. And it should have been tempting. Yeah, there and was. And it looked a... like it was tempting for a second. Yeah, well, it, but it's her, it's Gal Gadot acting like she's thinking about it. Yeah. It's not something that should be thought about, right? Like, not not that it shouldn't be thought about, but it wasn't presented in a really compelling way, right? Like, how? Well, you, why would you try to sell a fucking thing like that to an Amazonian who's been dedicated to protecting the world. Yeah, but more right? than that, it's like, it, well, instead of thinking of it that, in that way, think of it as somebody who's been so sheltered that she didn't even know a war was going right. on. Yeah, like, and, and she comes yeah. out into this world and maybe she's got it wrong. Yeah, maybe you could say, look at the shit you've seen. Like Does you it came make out sense here. to you? Yeah, you came out here to protect these people, but look, look. <laughs> which side are you protecting? Yeah. You know, like... That would have been good. They're right. He could have actually undermined this thing that I'm complaining about, right? He could have yeah. undermined that where she's, you know. They could have avoided that. the whole giant Aries and had this be a battle of wits and show that Wonder Woman could overcome it instead of saying, right. math is hard. But again, nowadays, <laughs> you can't have her thinking her way out of it because that's the typical female thing. Oh, they're reasonable and they'll think. They'll they'll be reasonable about it. She's got to get into a fucking fist fight because that's the way you have to show women these days that they're fucking punching and killing and yeah. as as aggressive and destructive as men. And what they should have shown is that she is as smart as they come and also as tough as they come. Right. And by showing both, because you've already done that in yeah. the middle of the film, you've shown how tough she is. Yeah. I used to want to save the world. This beautiful place. But the closer you get, the more you see the great darkness within. It was funny when Steve Trevor was in the jacuzzi in the Themyscira. Oh, yeah, right. And he was uh, relaxing. No, that's not the, it's not the jacuzzi. It's the, uh, it's like the, hot springs. The grotto. The grotto, yeah. It's like hot springs where it's cave bowls stone bowls that he's in and uh so steve trevor is uh, in this film he's a gentleman like maybe to a fault in some regards right it's okay you can crunch we're eating chips we've got something to soak up the alcohol cracker cracker for the cracker, cracker. <laughs> but uh so he's a gentleman through the whole film he's a gentleman the part in the boat where he, he doesn't even want to sleep next to her while they're fully clothed right he's just trying to be a gentleman but in the grotto, she 
he's getting up to get out and she comes walking in and it's like, Ooh, and I'm expecting him to get back down into the water, but no, he just stands there exposing his, his, his cock at her. <laughs> it was crazy. And it was exactly. all covered in that glowing water. So it was like this glowing cock flapping at him. <laughs> it's like, and he's uh, like, Oh, don't look. It's like, it's like skin deep. Do you ever see that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where they have the color, the glow color in the dark condoms. condoms. Yeah. There's scene where they're just in the thing wa- waving around it's in the like dark. Star Wars. <laughs> This was, it was like two lightsabers. <laughs> they probably did that on purpose. I never thought of that when I saw that movie. But uh, so he just keeps standing there. And like, that's a weird thing for Steve Trevor to do, I think, considering they're painting him as a gentleman. Well, the one thing, again, for inaccuracy. Yeah. Talk about like uh, historical accuracy. People, Which I'm not too concerned People with, did but... fuck outside of wedlock in the middle of the 20th century. And when it's an Amazon who's got no sexual hangups whatsoever. Uh, like you're a douche, man. For not taking that, like, for not tapping that. You're in a boat <laughs> in the middle of the ocean with the most gorgeous of women yep. dressed in the skimpiest little armor ever. Yep. And she's like, I've read all 18 volumes of like basically the Kama yeah, Sutra. Isn't that like the ultimate uh, come on? Like, yeah, I've read all these books. How about we put some of this education Let, to use? Let's Steve? see where my ankles will go. You know, like, and he's like, "I'm a humana, humana." Where I come from, we get married first. You wait a minute. You're a soldier. Yeah. And didn't soldiers like just have like so many babies all over the world? Yeah. And and he's a spy. How yeah. many broads has he had to nail? Why not paint him? A, like, I guess the thing is, is they went with the Steve Trevor from the, the TV show, and he's like, he's a Lyle Wagner he's type. Like, because Lyle Wagner was a kind of a doofus, like do good Dudley Do Right. Yeah, well, I was right? gonna say like what's uh, um, um, what's his name from I Dream of Jeannie? Yeah, Major uh, Stevens, whatever yeah. the heck it was. What was the name of the actor? Uh, Jr. There. Oh, that's Larry Hagman. Larry Hagman. Yeah, and it's sort of like he's they've gone that way instead of James Bond. Right. Right. They could have gone a little James Bond. Yeah, they should have had a kind of a sleazier guy that she could be slapping down. Right. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about is Wonder Woman's uniform. That's another thing that puzzled me. It's funny that they don't really cover it in Themyscira, except when she goes to leave, she takes the God Killer sword, and then she as she's leave, she got the golden uh, lasso. And then when she goes to leave, she just sees something, and it's her uniform, obviously. And you don't see it until the big reveal uh, on the front. But uh, it's just kind of it's kind of weird that they just. She, they kind of toy with it a little bit with their what uniform. What do you mean you don't see it? I thought you saw it. You see glimpses of it, like you said, in London where she's... No, but I mean, with, on the island, she's you see her wearing it. On the island, no. isn't she, She's just wearing her Amazonian white no, you know, ray. No, she wears the armor on because she when she's sparring. No, she's just she, wearing regular armor. She's, she's wearing leather straps and... Shit, I don't think she hasn't got the. I'm almost she hasn't got the gold and blue armor. No, no, there's no color. It's all gold or bronze. And then she's wearing. She is wearing armor, like sparring armor on Themyscira, but it's not the outfit. It's not the red bustier and the blue skirt. No, but that well, that's the thing is that she it's it's exactly the same uniform that she's wearing on on the island. Is it really? Except I don't know that it is. And then what happens is that she's wearing this cloak, and then she goes and the English. Uh, secretary takes her around to get dressed oh. and that's a really funny scene with the kick and how do you fight in this and well, all that all, stuff. fortunately it's it's everything from the trailer everything so. exceptional in this film was in the trailer yeah like every single like thing said, like that's exceptional said, like you said 
It's um, the great world's the, greatest trailer. The bullet the the bullet deflecting off the thing in the trailer. Yeah. The high kick in the trailer. Yeah. The this this the fight scene in the um the sort of office where she kicks everybody's oh, yeah. ass. Yeah. In the trailer. Yeah. So, you know, these are highlights. Like highlights in that film. Like yeah. really like awesome scenes. Really well shot. But uh the thing about the uniform though is like, how is she carrying it around with her? Because I guess it's implied that she's always wearing it, but then she, you know, she's wearing, like you said, the archaeology uh, black, you know, professor uniform or whatever, or outfit that uh, she finally picks when she goes on that shopping spree. And then she's wearing a blue dress when they're infiltrating the Nazi uh, castle. And she, I guess she's supposed to be wearing this fucking bustier armor and leather skirt and like, uh, leg armor she's supposed to be wearing it under all her clothes but it doesn't make any sense but this is this is just dc saying you know they act like a bunch of russians you know yeah. they, they have we we do what we want and that's all yeah. we do she will wear her armor under her clothes it will be red it will be gold and it will be blue and we don't have to explain when and why and when when she wear blue dress it look perfect <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> everything she wear it just fit Okay? Even though she has armor under her. That's right. Because it is like skin and she is Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe it's more like the wild and crazy guys. Hey, we'll be good. We're going to go. We're going to let them do it. This is crazy. The uniform fits <laughs> under her dress. Well, but when It's she, skin tight. <laughs> she mugs that woman at the party. She's wearing the oh, yeah. armor definitely underneath the blue dress because yeah. you see the She's, boots. The and boots then are all the way up to the When knee. she rides off to go to the village, she which throws, has been, tears it off. It flies off in a very nice... Because it's so easy just to go whoop and throw a dress right off. See, that I'm goes, not complaining about. Yeah. It's so funny the things I'll complain about. I won't complain about that, but I'll just think of constantly how where her, her uniform is. I would think it would be a better thing for them to do. Again, we're talking about the how Marvel sometimes, quite often, will reach back and get the ridiculous things from the comics and will visualize it in the films and just say, sure, it's ridiculous, but it's also cool or it works or it's it's utilitarian. It will explain things. So they'll be not afraid to, to have that, right? Not afraid to have Cap shield bounce around like a fucking pinball. But... What DC should have done is had the th- a kind of maybe not the same thing, but have the same kind of thing that Linda Carter does in the TV show, where she just twirls around and there's thunder, and then she's wearing the outfit. Are you, are you kidding? I, I would appreciate something along those lines. Like maybe they could have done. They playing again. They're playing this. They were playing the god cards to explain a lot of stuff. So they should have just had maybe a big bolt of lightning come down, and she's wearing the outfit. She pulls out a ring. Yeah. And says, by the power of me, yeah. Hercules. <laughs> I would appreciate something more than that. And just thinking about how she's always got to be wearing this fucking armor under her outfit. But especially at the time she even saw like a bustier at one point And she's like, is this what the women wear here? Right. And, you know, all the women were wearing bustiers under their clothes. Yeah, but not armor. Yeah, but the armor is That's like a armor. bustier. It's, it's not ma- It's magic armor. Well, would you rather she wears a fancy ring and she pushes a button and the, the outfit jumps out of the I ring? I like, prefer like that. the flash. I would prefer her rushing into a, a phone booth and she comes out. She's wearing it. Oh, I like the fact that she's like the armor's just underneath. I don't know. Bothered me, man. It bothered me. But I love the I love the look. 
I totally love the look of the black cloak and the Wonder Woman armor underneath. That it, is okay. It, it was like hot, like the, like it, the girl John Snow. The yeah, they introduced you, you know, slowly. Like I could I see that when she was wearing that f- outfit, I knew why she was wearing that outfit is because underneath she's got the uh, armor on. That kind of makes sense. But then they continued it where it wouldn't make quite so much sense. I'm just sad. happy it's not a big, like, star-encrusted diaper like Linda Carter wore. Yeah, her satin tights. I hate that 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 outfit. Even when I was a kid, I was like, there's something... Shorts like that icky. that just go around your hips in such a way. I remember thinking when, when Deborah <laughs> Winger, seeing Deborah Winger on the show, I thought, oh, she's pretty. But Linda Carter never, I could never, I just didn't get it. Linda Carter has the same kind of face as Gal Gadot. What? Where she's got a kind of an innocence. Oh, sure. She's a real girl next door. Yeah. Except the difference is... Her is smile. Gal Gadot's got a, a smirk on her that yeah. is way Gal more... Gadot is smoldering. You can't say Linda really Carter is. ever smoldered, but no. Gal Gadot is definitely smoldering. You she's know who... Just, uh, there's a fire just waiting to burst. Oh, yeah. She's like... <laughs> she's ready to combust. But uh, I've been kind of hard on Wonder Woman... <laughs> you did hurt yeah. on. <laughs> but uh uh one great part of the film is the relationship between uh uh Diana and Steve. I think the relationship between the two of them was quite um sweet. It was kind of the the American love story, you know. Yeah. And they cast two people that had you know, good like you say, maybe Chris Pine has chemistry with everybody. And I think that the the beginning and the end where they have um Diana at the Louvre. Yep. Man, she looks great in clothes too. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. If, if there's an Academy Award nomination in this film, yeah. it's gonna be for costuming. Yeah. Because the clothes were great. Everything yep. about them were great. Yeah. I did um oh oh, here's you want nitpick. Okay. Here's here's a good one. So Chris Pine crash lands on, you know, on the Off waters the of, of the yeah, island, Mascara, yeah. dressed as a Nazi. Not a, sorry, not a Nazi, a German soldier. Yeah. There are no Nazis. When they say yeah, because they say afterwards, why are you dressed like them? Yeah. Why are you wearing the same clothes as them? And then he has to, with the lasso, you know, divulge all of his spy information. Yeah. So he's still wearing that outfit. He might not have all the accoutrements, but he is still wearing that outfit while walking the streets of London. I guess he's got to kind of have to. Yeah. They don't have men's clothes at Themyscira, right? Or even exactly. definitely not contemporary so, at the time London clothes. And so there's That's all this concern point. about That's her and her little bustier. I didn't even think of that. And then there's him dressed as the enemy. There's a fucking, there's a, <laughs> not a Nazi. Like he wasn't, I looked at it, he doesn't wasn't wearing, like he had the shirt open, he tried to mask it, but... I'm sure that there's elements of the of the uniform that were, you know, not easily masked. Yeah, he just puts on the shirt when he gets out of the jacuzzi, which we already talked about. He just puts on a dirty shirt and pants. But you think there would be belt buckles and things, right? Lapel stuff. Something, you know. That would patches yeah. or even the style of the coat, the yeah, winter coat, right? Right, or even the yeah, even the clothes or the color of the clothes, you think that would give them well, away. Well, you'd have to figure that the coat itself would have to, like, the way the British people, the British soldiers would wear versus the German ones. Yeah. If it's cold, you're not going to see the uniform underneath. So something about the coat has to be very specific, specific color. And, and this is even without the patches, right? 
Right. You'd think, I don't know, somebody would say something, especially him walking with this weird woman with this long black cloak, a head taller than everybody else <laughs> on the street. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. as the secretary put it, I think, you know, something, uh, someone as perfect as her or whatever, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like we said, the movie really picks up when they get to the front. And uh, that scene where she goes over no man's land and she's, um, it's interesting because it, she goes over in no man's land. She's running, she's drawing all the fire, all the machine guns are firing her. There's a scene where she's blocking with the shield. You know, what they tried to do in the film is they did a lot that kind of bothered me was they would do the ramping of the, uh, of the shutter speed, right? Like she's going to attack and then they'll slow it down and you'll see her slide under and then they'll speed it up again. Right. They did that so many times. It looks cool, but they're doing it because they wanted to look, make it more like a cartoon, right? Like it's like, it becomes like a panel of a, of a comic, right? Mm -hmm. You see her in a pose and then they freeze that pose and then they do the, you know, something gets smashed. But, uh, the scene where she goes over into no man's land and she's holding off all the bullets with her shield. Like that to me is the perfect, uh, that image is a cartoon image, right? There's just tracer fire hitting the shield and she's forcing it all off. That to me worked better as a kind of a, you know, framing your shot as a comic than it was all the over cranking and under cranking they did in the battle scenes. Right? Well, and while most of that, most of that scene was so great, a lot of the, the sort of straight on shots where she was like walking in slow motion straight towards the camera with her hair kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, undulating in the, in the wind, yeah. you know, it was kind of like, you know, it's pretty superhero-ish, but at the same time, you could have done a little better than that. Yeah. It's just her walking in front of a green screen. Right. And one of the problems with this film is the use of green screen, which DC films are way... They have to hire whoever does the Marvel films because the people who do the Marvel films, you are immersed. You watch Guardians of the Galaxy, which is this is the world. This is what they're up against. Yep. They might not be released at the same time because, let's face it, Wonder Woman would have gotten killed against Guardians. Yep. Absolutely. But Guardians is a great movie. Twice, two in a row, a great movie. Yeah. DC has yet to really <laughs> get one off the ground. Yeah. Because Wonder Woman is the best that they've made. Yeah. In my in my mind, it's it's not enough. It wasn't a good of a film that would make it. No, it's in the Marvel world. We it's it's with DC. It's always like, okay, well that was okay. Uh, I'll give it a grade <laughs> higher than you. You said okay. I'll give it an A. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like, so let's cross our fingers for justice league. Let's cross our fingers for Aquaman or whatever. Aquaman. You know, I don't have a lot of hopes there. Aquaman. Like, I'm angry and I like fish. Yeah. I don't know. Like it just, I don't see a path now because like you said, wonder woman was the very best they had to offer. It's not enough. No, you know, it's I'm, not enough. I've been reading these, um, so the when DC did the new 52, yep. I I was never a DC guy, so I, I bought almost all of them. And I tried them all. I had them all in a pull file at, at a comic shop. Yep. And um, month after month, it would be, okay, I'm dropping that. I'm dropping right. that. And I went through dropping one after another. Wonder Woman was one of them. Yep. People loved it. It was kind of mediocre. Flash looked beautiful. It had no substance. Hmm. But out of all of them... 
Batman was absolutely like top notch, sensational. Right. And I had stopped reading it, and then I recently bought the last dozen issues that I because they ended it. They ended all of the New Fifty Two, and then yeah. they restarted all the comics. It's all rebirth. This is, this right? is a new world now. It's right? rebirth. Is it what they're calling yeah. it now? Yeah. So I kind of stopped buying new comics. And uh, so I bought these Batmans that I hadn't finished the series. And so I bought them. And Jesus Christ, they are, they are so well written. Right. And so uh, Im- uh, built within a three-dimensional world right. that has been constructed near perfectly. Right. And I wonder why DC can't look at what they're doing in the comic books right. and make these movies. This is what... Marvel did. I was going to say, is Marvel doing that? Marvel did it. Like they may have changed a lot of Guardians. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, when we talked about Guardians, you said all the stuff that had changed. But they changed elements. But they, the idea of the world in which this happens, is consistent. And the DC world isn't isn't. Right. You know, and this is the thing about DC is that if you like I I haven't read them all but I've I'm, I'm knowledgeable about this is that you know yeah. the way Batman was isn't the same as the Detective Comics which was another Batman title it isn't the same as the Robin title or the yeah. Red Wing or whatever the Robin when he stopped being Robin was called has Marvel done that many reboots I'm just thinking maybe no, they, but they have different maybe they're series, keeping right? a consistent world no, but like for instance, like, like but DC seems to be resetting, resetting, resetting. We got oh, Marvel's Marvel's done that a bunch lately too. But <laughs> but I guess my point is more that simultaneously, Batman is in let's say six comics. Yep. Right. And those Batmans are all kind of different. Now the Robin ones, there's cross, there's there's crossover, so that you know they kind of build up these stories, and you're forced to buy all the different comics <laughs> to know what's going on. Yeah. And I years ago decided I was never going to do that again after house of M that Marvel did, which was like, next time I'm just going to go take like, I don't know, 400 bucks and just throw it in the wind. (laughs) Score to a bridge. Yeah. Throw it off a bridge. Yeah. With me holding onto it. And so, (laughs) you know, but, but in Marvel, the guardians have their title and then they probably appear in other stories and some one shots and whatever. Yep. But the story is always more or less consistent. They've hmm. said, this is now Gamora. Gamora is going to be the same in every, every comic. But the narrative they tell is similar. She's still, she's not different from, she's in a different situation, but she's not different as a character. That's right. So right. they'll keep them all very right. locked down. Okay. Um, and DC, I don't think does that as much. And then they look at the, you know, they make a movie like this. Like they'll change totally everything. And they're just like, oh, what, what, what do you think the people want to see? What does the test market? What those, this fat lady in the room, what did she say she wants to see in Wonder Woman? That nerd with broken glasses. <laughs> yes. What he want. That fat guy with, who doesn't know about that. With the pimples. Yes. He wants what? <laughs> Give him what he wants. You know, it's like, it's like they, they, it's all built on a formula. They ask a hundred people what they like, and then they distill it down and they say, here's the line. So you don't think maybe the artists have quite as much leeway as on Marvel to really maybe go outside the box and experiment. The fact that DC, who is, so as, as these two worlds, right, the DC world and the Marvel world, DC has always been kind of 
goody two shoes, clean cut, yep. glossy. Yeah. Nobody usually dies. Like they okay. they did a thing in Green Arrow, Green Lantern, where there was heroin addiction, right? Wow. And that was like unbelievable. <laughs> like yeah. that was crossing lines. Yeah. And Marvel's approach is sort of making it, you know, the bad guys are a little good and the good guys can be a little bit bad. Right. Because they're humans, right? Yeah. And the fact that in film, Marvel is so kind of slick now and so clean cut for the most part. And even the the gray doesn't exist as much as it used to. Right. But DC, on the other hand, has gone the complete other way by handing it over to these madmen who make terrible films right. and everything is bleak and dark and all their characters that used to be the embodiment of hope are all now miserable, you know, right. and they're set they're, they're It's all filmed. What's the guy who did 300? What's that? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, like, please take it away from him. Right. You know, he's way worse for the DC universe than, than Joss Whedon was for the Marvel one. Right. You know, and Joss should suck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Marvel and Wonder Woman is is the closest thing to that um the niceness that DC should be offering people. Right. Well, you know? uh her and Superman, but Superman they completely subverted. Yeah. He should be he should be the nicest of all of yeah. them. Yeah. But they like, well, this character isn't interesting enough. Let's make him a brooding emo. Yeah. Git. Like if if I were the executives at Okay, so I, let's just put it out there. DC, if you're listening. Yeah, and they are. Bill yeah. and I will come yeah. on as consultants and we will make you amazing movies because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You really don't. You have so much money that you're wasting. <laughs> you want to hit like Guardians? Yeah. We will provide that for you. Because yeah. the fact is, is that Superman is supposed to be good. And they all they have to do for the DC universe yep. is look at Justice League, the cartoon. Mm. It was the best thing they ever did. Well, everything they ever made. DC is makes the best animated stuff way better than Marvel. And, and I don't know why they don't look at that because justice league was, they kind of reinvented things. They, you know, wonder woman has, has had a few evolutions, you know, she didn't originally fly and then suddenly she flies and the invisible jet and the leaping horse and the yeah. whatever, all the, the stuff. invisible sailboat. Now she has a, damn, exactly. I didn't do that. Now, now she has a, a shield like Captain America. Yeah. You know, that's kind of new and the sword. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the context, fine, but now the sword is gone and maybe the shield is now, uh, you know, a water dish for Wonder, oh, for one, wonder Cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, just, just like follow it because in, yeah. in that comic, I remember or that cartoon, I should say, um, Wonder Woman was presented as a badass. Not the, gosh, should I really? You know, like she wasn't so innocent. She was yeah. kind of a badass, yeah. you know, tough girl. Yeah. Um, and there was a great episode where Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all had to go out in plain clothes. Yeah. And Batman was like, "You're Clark Kent, right? You're Diana Prince." <laughs> and they're like, "How do you know this?" And he well, says, I'm, I'm the Batman. world's greatest detective. <laughs> you know. And it was like there was great humor in it. There was great storytelling, yeah. and the character development was better than anything they'd ever produced. Yeah. And, yet, and that's again just playing with your history. Batman yeah. was a detective, so have a joke about how he he knows everything, even though people are surprised. Yeah, like play with that, play with it. Marvel's playing. Marvel's enjoying themselves. They're playing 
you know the thi- uh, another thing that I found really surprising about Wonder Woman we talked about this previously uh off air is that there's no fucking end credit sequence yeah right the movie ends it, it, there's no credits at the beginning so it again like they like they tend to do in these superhero films is they play the main credits all the stars and then they have the title of the film and then you're expecting right after that the music kind of swells up to a crescendo and you're expecting this end credit sequence to set the fucking scene give us some more information on justice league but they don't have that and then you uh, with my family we said i think well i guess we gotta sit through the whole credits maybe they'll have something in the middle maybe they'll have something at the end and there's fucking nothing right like marvel is enjoying what they're doing they have exuberance they're excited they've created this whole world like you said they've got it they got guys running it and you know we're having fun we're excited here's Here's a, a a sting for uh, Infinity War. You know, here's all the shit we've got coming up, and we're gonna play with it. We're excited. We want you to see some of it. We want you to have fun. We want to give you a little yeah. tease. We're gonna tease you. You're They're excited. Playing. We're like excited. A cat. Like you're, the audience is a cat getting at yarn, and Marvel's going. Here's the yarn. Here's the, here's a little bit of the yarn, and you're you're swatting at it. You're enjoying. <laughs> here's yourself. the laser pen, and we're all like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all chasing that. <laughs> we're chasing that red dot on the fucking wall, and we're loving it. Mm-hmm. We like it. But DC's got fucking nothing at the end of Wonder Woman. And it's like, it's just a lost opportunity. It's, you know, they're like, we're above that. You know, Marvel is really calling the shots. Probably they think, well, Marvel does that. They just did. I remember, you know, I'm admitting that when we uh, reviewed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I complained that there's five fucking end credit sequences. And now uh, there's none in Wonder Woman. Should that make you happy? But there should be a little bit. There should be something. And Marvel is calling the tune they're doing that stuff and dc's doing this knee-jerk reaction like oh we're not going to do that then we're not going to have any incredible sequences we're not going to generate any fucking excitement we're for not justice league them. you will not be excited for justice league justice <laughs> league will be a slogging bore for you it will <laughs> it will be a surprise only you will you it will, will be like scrubbing floor <laughs> you will stumble into theater you will sit you will watch you will shut the fuck up it would be like scrubbing toilet with toothbrush. <laughs> what the fuck? They're yeah. not having fun. Maybe Marvel should make DC films. DC should just fucking swallow their pride and go, okay, you know. It it's works good. for them. It's good, so do it. Swallow your fucking pride because it is working for Marvel. And do it in your own way. The stuff you're going to show is going to be DC content, but don't you know, throw the process out the window because you're fucking, oh, Marvel. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Don't worry about oh, what they're doing. Everybody just loves Marvel. Yeah. I don't like... want to do that. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, smarten up. You're in trouble. Like, not really, because, you know, I'm sitting here bitching and complaining about every little bit of minutiae in Wonder Woman, but it's a fucking hit. It Finally, made a, made for DC, money. it's a fucking hit, and that's fine. That's good. That's a good thing. But you know, it's this is just it's it really is we're witnessing in film what yeah. has been happening in the comics for, you know, 50 years. Right. Where DC ruled the roost of comic books and then the Fantastic 4 was born and it was like DC who. Yeah. You know, Superman was a joke. All the characters became jokes because Marvel presented something that was three-dimensional yeah like here exciting and colorful and and interesting but more human right fun relatable 
you relatable. Can't, you can't relate to DC characters. <laughs> it, right? It's hard to relate. Yeah, it's hard to relate to an alien from uh, Krypton who is in, who, who is a Superman, who is the Ubermensch, you know, mm. and a Wonder Woman who is the Ubermensch. One yes. the Uber woman Womensch? Woman. Yeah, that's it. The Uber Womensch. <laughs> I'm sure that's right. You might be right. You might be right. And you know, the flash is the fasten mensch. Is the speed mensch. <laughs> but it's sort of like, you know, Marvel then spent twenty years mocking DC. Through you know the bullpen news with Stan Lee saying the Marvel way, we do it the Marvel way, right? And and you've spoken that we're doing it the right way, you know. It's the Marvel we do it the Marvel way, and our competitors can't touch us. And it was true throughout the whole all of the '60s and '70s, right? And so sort of like here we are in film, and it's exactly the same, you know. Marvel has a sense of humor. DC is like. I have no humor. None. <laughs> there was a up, little up and away. There was a little bit. No, this one had more humor than ever before. Yeah. Right? This gives me hope that we're going to hear like uh Aquaman say, "I don't talk to fishes." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. I like the scene uh where they're at the train station and they're with all the troops. All the troops are leaving to the front it's before they get to the front. And uh a vendor hands Wonder Woman an ice cream. And she's uh, she eats it, and she goes, "This is wonderful. You should be so proud. You should be so proud of yourself." And Steve's like, "Come on, let's go." Yeah, he's proud. I'm sure he's proud. He's got a, he's got pride in his work. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's just, it was a funny scene. You know, she was she was like the best thing that best decision DC made was hire her. Yeah, because if you take her out of this 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 story or out of, you cast anybody else, yeah, I think it would have failed. Yeah. Like that's me, you know, being a fortune teller. But yeah, let's face it; she was the right. only seven minutes that were good of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I think you're right. She's amazing to look at. She's just you can't even say saying the camera loves her is under selling it. Like it's just everything. She's like a black hole. Just everything she fucking swallows. Everything you got to look at her. Yeah, like, this is amazing. It's a, a and and, she, and she's not even good looking. You know, she's so sort of homely, <laughs> and yet we're still. No. <laughs> You're on something. Did you, they certainly did you didn't fall down the they stairs. Certainly didn't see it. Desexualize her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, Put the chair down, Bill. Um, getting all the way back to uh, that scene in No Man's Land. Uh, it's too bad that, like we said, that scene comes in the middle, and it's really the best scene of the film. It totally is much better than the ending that they have. But uh, one thing I don't understand, again, nitpicking, is she charges this village and she liberates it with the help of, uh, she draws all the fire and the guys go, she's drawing the fire, let's go. And they all go over the all, all go over the wire and run through no man's land and liberate this village. So they get rid of the, uh, I almost always want to say Nazis, but they get rid of the German soldiers that are in there. She has a great battle scene, another great battle scene. But then that night they're like, drinking wine and dancing and all the villagers are all celebrating. Isn't it just one town surround? They're in no man. They're into the, they're in the German side of the, of the trenches. Isn't it just a town surrounded by German military? Like, wouldn't they just take it back? I don't think they explained any of that. Okay. 
you know, they're just celebrate. They have a they have a nice little don't scene. Think so hard. They have a <laughs> really. Another thing is weird is uh, uh, they go to the front and nobody's smoking. <laughs> right, all those guys smoke yeah, like so, fucking chimneys. Hey, your you're, death you're, is a second away, a minute away. You're wrong. Smoke. Gal Gadot is smoking. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, in a figurative sense. I'm talking literally. None of those guys are smoking. It was kind of weird. Well, that's like... Uh, Hence the movie sucks. Nobody smokes. Therefore, <laughs> it's terrible. It's, just, it's kind of PC now. You can't have people smoking, but when you do a movie you base in World War One, everyone should be smoking. But, oh, we yeah. can't have people smoking. You can have Wonder Woman drive a sword through a German general's fucking chest, but not... Heaven forbid somebody ray raise a tobacco wrapped in paper well not to you know go back to king kong but bill it's 2017 you can't put the ideology of world war one in 2017 right right you have to take a, a famous historical event and sanitize it for 2017 one third of the people on the street were transgender <laughs> in the streets of london in wonder woman right it's in the script. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so Steve Trevor is a spy, right? Mm -hmm. But he doesn't speak German. How does he get? Doesn't he? Well, in a in the scenes when they go to the castle, is he's they, he's doing a shitty German accent. So they are they portraying when he speaks German, he speaks in a shitty English German accent. But then when Wonder Woman's talking to Samir they're like having a game where they're talking in different languages and they're actually speaking the language. Uh -huh. So well, because she's what awesome is it? and she's probably, she probably speaks all those languages. She probably really does. You know, Gal Gadot. Chris Pine though, he speaks American and he speaks Canadian. He's like, we're doing the, <laughs> we're doing the Russian accent. He's doing the shitty German accent. That's right. He's, he's like the, the red Baron with Snoopy. <laughs> his accent exactly so it, that was kind of weird to me well again he, he he's a spy but and he's on loan so yeah. this is the thing he's on loan to the brits so he's got to be like yeah. james bond plus 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 he's got to be better better than anything the brits have right another thing is so ludendorff has got his scientist woman who's gonna build gonna make gas that's going to fucking win the war. And she, for, she it's the, they, they stretch it out where she can't really do it. She's got problems until the end when they figure out how to make it. But meanwhile, she, he goes, the, the, the German Ludendorff, he's the general. He's like, uh, well, you've got anything else? She's got, well, I've got this other thing. And she's got a little blue capsule where he breaks it and sucks it up and becomes a Superman. Yeah. Why don't distribute that to every fucking German soldier in the goddamn <laughs> army? <laughs> No, no. Instead, we have gas that melt ma gas masks. Yeah, and they gotta wait until the end, which is also preposterous. It's like, and it's hydrogen, deal. quote unquote. It melts gas masks, and that shatters the glass lenses and the eyepieces. It's like, really? <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. Well, Yet another thing I'm putting in my fucking cart. Well, look, we've been now talking for like six and a half hours, and yeah. and yet this is the first mention of Doctor. Poison. Poison. Yeah. It, you know, this is the problem because we, we talked about Ares right off the bat to say how stupid it was yep. and how I think I said that they had a couple of good villains that they didn't utilize. Right. You know, like 
I think that it was interesting because Dr. Mu- uh, we call her Dr. Mustard. <laughs> For mustard it gas. was Dr. Mustard in the conservatory <laughs> with the lead pipe. <laughs> with the gas. It with was, the mustard gas. It was Dr. <sighs> Dr. Mustard with the gas mask in the torture chamber. <laughs> you know, but it's sort of like she was played up as this evil. You know, he, Chris evil. Pine plays her a little. He does a little James Bond yeah, that was on him and stuff. And yeah. she's like buying, and then she sees that he's checking out Gal Gadot. Yeah, he's like, and she's uh, like oh. another, another pig, you're another yeah. male pig. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's like I think that they they could have just dropped Ares, developed Doctor Poison, yeah. with that Nazi or yeah. that again Nazi, you know, because it's <laughs> kind of like you're just wait, you're thinking. You're thinking it's, Captain America. What's all? That's the problem. Too. Is it's all like they couldn't do Captain America because again, Marvel's pulling the fucking strings, and DC's like, I gotta react. It's <laughs> got to be World War One. It can't be Nazis. Captain America was fighting Nazis. Yeah, well, just you know, have them fight fucking Nazis. Indiana Jones fought Nazis. Did that stop Marvel from? Yeah, although Captain America even the probably TV show predates was World that, War One. So I'm confused. The TV show was World War One, though. The TV show was World War II. It had disco II. music. But it was World War II. I, I bet you not. Yeah, I'll take that bet. Because right, I have the first three, three seasons. It's World War II. It isn't. It's World War One. It's got to be World War II. It isn't. II. It's a period piece to World War One. I. I don't know. We're going to find out. I don't know. On the next break, I will find out this information. <laughs> you got the sum of human knowledge in your hand. But uh, <laughs> you're right. Is that what you that's, call it? That's a good point, is that really they should just had Ludendorff... And they're giving him fucking superpowers. He's, yeah. he's a formidable. He's smart. He's ambitious. He's all the things you need in a villain. Yeah. And now he's got superpowers yeah. too. And Ares made the whole thing with Gal Gadot just a little less uh, interesting to me because she's got to be this dope who's like, I'm, you know, I'll go, I'll follow you, Steve Trevor, out in the world, and I'll just kill Ares, and that killing this one person will end all the strife of uh, the world. She keeps thinking that. She keeps thinking that. And Trevor's leading her along so it, a little bit. Um, so it seems incongruous for him. And it's a dumb thing that makes me like her character less because she's such a dope. They've made her innocent, but she has apparently studied things. Well, And it, why has Hippolyta coddled her so much that she's ignorant to all this stuff? They, they have all these books on, like, erogenous zones, but yet they don't have, like, what, the New York Times? You know, like, no Globe and Mail? Like, <laughs> That's true. The, you're right. They should have just dropped the airy stuff and have a big battle and have them, com- have them work together. And Dr. Poison could be pulling shit out of her chest, you know, not her physical chest. But, you know, whatever poison she's got, and she could be aff- affecting the battlefield with this shit and just have a battle with them instead of this airy shit, which yeah. was just dumb. It really was. And, like, he'd reach over and chunks of the tarmac would turn into, like, swords. And it was just yeah. kind of like, if he was Ares, she would lose. Yeah. And in the way they handled it was just kind of like, oh, look, it's another elemental thing that right. Wonder Woman's going to have to battle. All right. Um, the stuff with her rope was really cool. Yeah, the lasso was amazing. Yeah, not only in the battles because she's whipping it around like she's Indiana Jones flipping flipping guys over and stuff, but there was it was a good it was a good uh, it was a good source of humor. Like when Steve washes up and they take him, he's wearing the German uniform, so they're not too sure about what his allegiances are. Though they don't know what they don't know of Germans from fucking anybody, but. Uh, 
they take him and they wrap him up and they're interrogating him and he's his uh pine plays it kind of funny where he's like it's getting hot in here you know i didn't think it was going to be this hot and it's like i'm a spy i'm a spy i'm a spy i he's found like, that was pretty badly acted I really have to say. Yeah, yeah that that scene of him like divulging hmm. all his truths yeah i thought you know it's kind of like yaza 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 you he's know a little overacting it's a, a little, little overacting real parser all right well it was there's another scene <clears throat> which you might appreciate a little bit more where he's taken her to London and he's getting caught up in the complications of war. Right. Again, Wonder Woman's got this dopey idea that she's going to kill Ares and, and mankind suffering. But uh, Steve has to work within the, the system that he's in, which is the British uh, war department. And uh, you know, they're giving him guff. So Wonder Woman's getting frustrated by it. So she's thinking, you know, are you really going to take me to the front? And and Steve goes, I'll prove it to you. And he takes the rope and he wraps it around his wrist and he goes, I promise I'm going to take you to the front. We're probably both going to die. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a funny scene with the rope. I like the fact that America actually didn't play a role in this film at all. Yeah. Like besides Steve, Steve Trevor. Yeah. Uh, and they've already said that the second film will take place in the United States. Yeah. Well, people complained, of course. Well, of Idiots. course. Idiots complain that she's not American enough. Well, even though she's from a, a Amazonian island called Themyscira, sort somewhere Greek-ish. Greek, yeah, she should be more Greek. Yeah, well, it's like Superman, right? They adopted him too, and he's Canadian. Is he really? Well, he's he's Kryptonian, and then he immigrated to Canada. <laughs> Smallville is well, Ontario. they won't they won't accept uh, refugees anymore in America, right? Yeah, so, so they, had to come to Canada. Exactly. So this is what, like the uh, the Daily Planet is the Toronto Star, yeah. right? But talking about um, talking about the about the ending and Aries, which has been going through, is a very uh, nonsensical part of the film. But um, the the weird thing is, spo- you know, it's too late to say spoilers, but Aries turns out to be a mid to high level British bureaucrat. Right, played by David Thewlis, however you say his name. And you he's, might remember him from Harry Potter. Harry Potter. He's Harry Potter's good professor. Yeah. And uh, so he's got the... He's the werewolf, right? He's the, he's the pasty, sallow-looking uh, British bureaucrat with his crumb buster mustache, right? And then the weird thing is when he transforms into Ares, he's still the mid to high level British bureaucrat. He's still got this crumb buster mustache. He looks, he's David Thewlis and they've, they CGI fucking crazy uh, burning armor onto him. And it just is ridiculous. Well, it, it doesn't was, work. Th- what was more ridiculous is the bowler hat that they had in the little cane yeah. while he was glowing red fire with armor. When was that? Oh, that's the Chad. This is just making Chad. That's a Chad. That's Chad news. Chadism. It's Chad news. It's not real news. It's Chad news. But even he, it's kind of it's funny because they try to make him cool. They throw all this armor on him at the for the finale, and he he's got the helmet. He's making all the shit out of the stuff he's pulling out of the destruction of the airbase that they're in, the German airbase. And he gets a helmet and he draws his fingers. He draws these two eye slits out of the molten lava of his helmet. And then behind is the little fucking British bureaucrat with the crumb buster mustache. It's fucking, it's, it's undercutting everything you're trying to do. Yeah. Right? I, the movie had me all the way until the end. And then the, the end, it was just kind of like, really? 
This is what we're going to do again. Yeah. Another punch fest with C- a CGI character that doesn't look real. Yeah. Right. It's so stupid. It you looks do- like a video game. Like yeah. I think up until that point, there was only like this, the scenes on the Island where they're the fight where they leap and they swing and they shoot arrows. And yep. it was all great. I yeah. loved it all. Yeah, that's fine. And the battlefront, even the stupidity of some of the CGI, you know, scenes of her running in front of a clearly green screen. Right. Uh, I can live with that. But this was just sort of like, this is, this is so empty. It's like this character is so bad. And, you know, there was no, there was no uh, practical effects. Like they didn't even have like a couple of real things in the forefront to distract you from the background. It's just, uh, it's the Phantom Menace all over again. They're in a green room. Yeah, running back and forth. Top to bottom, left to right, they're in a green room. And we've all seen the footage of like uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan battling with (laughs) sticks back and forth in front of a giant green screen. On on green painted platforms that's supposed to be lava that's flowing in their... And up until that... They look fake. They're, They're dropped in with a mouse cursor and they're just dropped in. Yeah, the backgrounds in Wizard of Oz look better. Yeah. And if you, um, there was only a couple of moments in the scene in the village where it looked a little, when when she was battling with the lasso, I remember specifically thinking, this battle is so fucking cool with the lasso. And then all of a sudden there was like a couple of moments near the end of that battle that looked like a video game. Right. And, And she no longer looked real. Right. And then it was back to looking. Well, back. she jumps up every time she jumps. It's that Spider-Man effect, where it's just suddenly she's a CGI that isn't flowing with the air currents, isn't affected by gravity at all. Just yeah. she's floating. They're dragging her from one to the other, right? They yeah. do it kind of at the end too. But before before she jumps to the bell tower or whatever, yeah. Like in in just the lasso scene, like there was it was all really good. It was really well executed, and then it. They changed the speed and uh, the speed got so fast that it stopped looking real. Right. And, but you know, it was one little thing, but the, and then it jumps to Aries and it's just like, yeah. the whole thing is terrible. What they should have done is maybe it's in David Thewlis's contract that he's going to be him, but they should have transformed him into something else. If they had a, had a creature, uh, the Aries be this big thing. You know, an imposing character where you didn't see facial features. I think that would have been better. Just a different thing. Well, they just but he equate, stays thuless. I think the problem is equating that being a a a, a super being. Yep. Requires being giant. Yeah. You know, it's really not necessary. Superman proves that, right? So why not just have Ares be powerful without having to be big? Right. So maybe just go full on. He's still a British bureaucrat with a shabby raincoat. And- Do it like the Kingsman. You know, he's like in his fucking suit with his gay little hat and <laughs> whatever and his pencil mustache. Right. And then suddenly, you know, he's just as badass. Like he's all the things that you'd expect from Ares in a pinstripe suit. Right. So much more. Uh, that might have been better. You know, terrifying. Yeah. You know, Lex Luthor wasn't a giant man. Yeah. He was dangerous, though. And make yeah. Ares be dangerous. Right. As opposed to just like, okay, he's big. <laughs> right. Like like you were saying, it's someone Hulk would fight. Yeah. Not Wonder Woman. Right? It's like, it's just, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. 
And then uh, other thing I want to say about the ending is so Steve Trevor, you know, the uh, Ludendorff at Dr. Poison, they finally made their cachet of hydrogen mustard gas or whatever, right? This super must, mustard gas is going to like somehow make Germany win, even though they're on the brink of having to sign an, a fucking really unfair armistice. They must be in a bad hole, but you know, they've got this resources or whatever. He's got a big plane full of the shit and he's going to fly up and they make a mention that it's hydrogen. So it's flammable. And he flies up into the air and then he, for whatever reason, he's got to like stay in the pilot seat and like shoot the shit so that it explodes. <laughs> right. There's 800 other ways he could do to get, blow the shit up, throw a fucking hand time grenade, gr- throw a timed hand grenade in there and jump, jump. out. There's got to be parachutes. Right. And even if not, it doesn't, I don't think it really matters how high you are. Like at least jump or do something. You don't have to sacrifice yourself. Of course, the movie does that because it has to Steve has to sacrifice himself so Wonder Woman while she's being battled while she's battling Ares his sacrifice has to give her oh this is why humans uh, humanity should be saved is because one man sacrifice well and it was so much it was what the other thing is that that plane was very World War II-ish that's you're right it, it was. wasn't very World War One-ish yeah. at all yeah. and it was very much like the the airplane that Steve Rogers yeah. Captain America flies off at the end of and that's right. It has a similar end, even though we know Cap ultimately lives and he lands and he gets frozen in ice, right. blah, blah, blah. But to everybody else, he flies and dies. And that's the end of his story. Right. That's true. It's very similar. It's very similar. Like, he, couldn't he ditch it in the fucking ocean? You know, he even takes off and he's looking behind him and he sees that they've blown up a hangar and it's engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. So take it around. Go put it into a dive, dive it into the fucking burning hangar, and no, then again jump out. But he out. had to go up because he had to clear people because it but was going to have a big radius. But it's flammable. It's going to burn, right? It just It's going to explode. Well, but no, but it's, it was going to explode, but it was still going to release the gas. Really? Yeah, because otherwise you could just shoot the plane on the well, ground. Well, how high did he go? I mean, to get out of the... It's just going to fall to Earth he, again, he, isn't it? He crashed, landed on Mars. Oh, right. He crash landed in the <laughs> Arctic. Oh, no, we can't do that. Can't do that one. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other points? Do you, do you have other things? Or should we should we get to the review, to do to the final statement? One thing I wanted to say is Wonder Woman is frustrated through the whole film, right? This might be the, I don't know if it's the biggest thing that bothered me about it, but Wonder Woman is constantly frustrated. She's frustrated by her mom on Themyscira, who wants to keep them all coddled. She's frustrated by Steve Trevor, because he's got it, he's trying to work. They're getting close to the end of the war. He's going to work within a system, and he says, "You can't do that. We can't save these people. You know, we got to keep on our mission. We got to keep our eye on the mission, right?" She's just constantly frustrated, frustrated, frustrated. And when you're a father like me, who's got two young kids, I guess I've got a real sensitivity to frustration because my whole life is just constantly being frustrated by these kids, right? It's like they're not doing what I what I want them to do. Maybe my wife doesn't agree with you know how I want to raise them. It's just as a as a father and a man, I'm just constantly frustrated when I go to a pay eighteen bucks to go to a movie. I don't want to see the hero fucking constantly frustrated because it's digging into my fucking soul. 
Well, and I right. have, I have two kids that, right. that have these crazy haircuts, and one has a small mustache and wears a fez. It was much like the two guys oh, that that right. Chris Pine yeah. was with. You have Samir, and it's like my kids look exactly like those two. Your kids are Samir. I don't want to pay the, money to see that. And, see them and drunken Scottish guy. <laughs> so another thing is, so their t- fucking team doesn't make sense to me because it it's Wonder Woman it's not and the Steve Howling Trevor. Commandos They've got a sniper who can't fire a shot. <laughs> and they've got a smuggler. Like, what are they smuggling? They're not smuggling anything. It's like, like you said, it's no howling fucking commandos. They're touching on the howling commandos, but they're not giving yeah, you the not, howling commandos. Because I guess Marvel has already done howling commandos, and they have a very effective fighting team. So DC's idea is, hey, let's have a fucking useless fighting team for Wonder Woman. That's right. Well, huh? it was like World War One or the Falkland Island War. They couldn't decide. They went, okay, let's go World War One. <laughs> the Falkland Island. That would be good. Or Grenada. Grenada. That would be a good one. The war. All Wonder, them, Wonder, those medical Wonder, students we got to save. Wonder Woman <laughs> saves the sheep. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. uh, but what I would say is that one of the things about the Scottish guy yeah. that I really did like yeah. in the um, sort of endearing category of this okay. film yeah. was the fact that, okay, he's a sniper and all the stuff and he can't live with himself because of all, he sees ghosts of all the dead that all the people he's killed. Yeah. Which I think whatever. Like know, why? Why would he? Why off. would he even agree to go? Like one of two things. Stop Trevor, killing people. Trevor knows he's got PTSD and takes him anyway. <laughs> That's right. Or the guy himself knows that he can't fire a trigger anymore, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll go with you on this mission that could mean the the end of the war." Yeah. Huh? Well, what I did Doesn't like was when he he we hear him sing. Right. He's playing he sings, the, plays yeah, the piano, yeah. sings a little song, yeah. and then. When, it's been a long time since I heard him sing. Yeah. That's what they say. Which we don't <laughs> so know. Stupid. That's just something they've added. We don't know. We, we've known we've known each other for like <laughs> it's like three, four months. You know? It's been like Well, the audience definitely know. doesn't know him. It's like seventy eight days since I've heard him sing. Yeah, well, the audience has known him for ten minutes. <laughs> but uh, what I did like okay. was when she says, Come, come with us because I need you. And it was a very Wizard of Oz. It was total Wizard of Oz moment. She mm. had the cowardly line, the Tin Man, and the, and the, and the Scarecrow. Yeah, that's right. And he was the Scarecrow. That's kind of true. That's and true, she right? was like, we need you for your singing. Oh, my and God. And he was like, because he, he was like, oh, she's going to say killing. She's going to say killing. Oh, she said singing. Yeah, yeah, baby. That just doesn't make sense. Contextually, it's <laughs> fucking useless, right? Like. No, I know, but they're trying to end the war. I just like it. It's like, oh, she likes the first singing. She's she's gonna say, you don't have to kill anymore. You just have to sing. When (laughs) if we all live and we're at a campfire and we're eating some beans, you're you're gonna sing for us, okay? Like you were saying, it's too bad they didn't do a blazing saddles scene there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Did some fart jokes there, and then you're gonna sing, and then the. The Germans will, well, I guess they'll hear us and then they're going to drop be, a, they'll, a, they'll, a, a mustard bomb on us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to put a little mustard on our beans. <laughs> oh, so I'll also say the other the other thing yep. was the, uh, as they're going into the party, yeah. she's, she takes the blue dress or whatever. No, yeah, before, she mug- the, before she mugs the woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in the woods when they first get to the, the sort of red skull-like castle, yeah. which yeah. isn't. Not related to the real Red Skull, just Red Skull ish. Right. Um, right. They're all in the in the woods, and Chris Pine says, "I'm going to go in 
and I'll meet you there later. Come back, you know, when I send the signal and I'm, I don't know, whatever he is. He's he's like, then come. And they're like, okay, we're going to wait. And the scene was all shot like it looked like something out of Six Million Dollar Man or the original Wonder Woman show. It was just like a group of people in in a fake woods. Yeah. Every leaf was perfect. Well, they got the close. It's always close shots because you just they they brought the they brought the brush in on wheels on the wagon, <laughs> yeah. and it's gone side to side, left and right, right. And then they frame the shot. And, anywhere else is the walls of the of the sound studio, and they're all supposed to wait. <laughs> and then they turn around. They're like. Huh? Where did Wonder Woman go? Oh, that Wonder Woman! <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, and they slap their foreheads. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like they look at each other and go, "Oh!" And because they didn't make a uh, an invisible boat, and they didn't do any of these other things, I I I wonder is it just sloppy filmmaking, yeah. or were they making a joke? And I want to tell myself they're making a joke, right? But I'm not. But even if they're making convinced. a joke, it's a bad joke. It's a bad time joke. It doesn't make sense. It's only for people like it, me. It who undercuts gonna... the character. Like, look at just like you said, you've already raised the specter of Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And probably another reason why I'm so down on Wonder Woman is the last film I saw in the theater was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which was a fucking pitch perfect, tonally rock solid film. Where in that in that case. They're dealing with seven or eight characters, right? And each one's got an arc, and it's all perfectly done. Here, they've only really got to do deal with two fucking people. One, really, one. Yeah, you know, really, only one. But I thought I, originally I said one when I was making my notes. But uh, Steve Trevor does a bit of an arc, so they've got two people they've got to deal with, and they don't. There, it's still haphazard. It's still all over the place. It's still not rock solid. Here's your arc. It all makes sense. It's yeah. not there. So I would right? even say two, uh, only because like Steve Trevor, we we know nothing about him, like nothing. Yeah. We know he's a bad spy who can't speak German <laughs> in enemy lines, impersonating a German. Ah, and we know that where he comes from, men and women don't lay down on boats. <laughs> They're not married. That's all we know about him. I don't know where that place is. I never want to go there. Maybe he's from like uh, Salt Lake City. Yeah, I don't Maybe know if they ever a, say it. I don't uh, know if they ever say it. Gosh. Isn't he from Iowa? Where I'm oh, from, that's uh, Captain Kirk. It's Utah. He's from Utah. It's like <laughs> where I'm from. Where I come from, men we, don't lay down with women. We really? get married ten times, and then we lay down with bo- in boats with women. And marry ten women, and then every night you got one. But it's like it's just I don't know. So, so what's your ultimate? Ultimately, I loved it. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. After all this. <laughs> Now, After all my explanation, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Are you ready? I'm gonna give it like. I'm gonna give it seven. I can't believe you're putting it on a numerical scale. I'm gonna scale. maybe a seven and a half, and I'm only gonna give it all that because yeah. Gal Gadot is the yeah. best. Yeah. So you know, I nitpicked. I got a lot of nitpicky things. Just cumulatively, to me, kind of makes it uh, lowers it down as a film for me. But the stuff I like is very important stuff, and that is. Gal Gadot's fantastic, and her chemistry with Chris Pine was amazing, and it really carried. It added all the heart. There's a lot of heart to the film. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I felt really emotional and like uh, you know uh, affected. I felt moved by the film, right? Mm-hmm. In a lot of spots, because of Gal Gadot and Chris Pine, right, and dealing with the machinations of war, and she's this babe in the woods who's being thrown into this 
situation and you know it's got kind of a goofy hippie you know as they say you know make a hawk a dove save the a world with love and that's really what she does at the end it's uh you know it's affecting it affected me it, you know so i would say i would recommend it as a film if you really want me to put a number on it this is where you really get hung but uh see i just my number though is i would give it a, picking it apart yeah i would give it a seven yeah. you know i would give it a seven see, i just came okay out I, I liked it i enjoyed it i enjoyed yeah. it while watching it yeah and i'm I'll probably watch this again, unlike Batman versus Superman. I wouldn't mind watching Batman versus uh, Superman again, but I don't know if I'm going to watch Wonder Woman again. I don't know. Maybe, maybe just try to she's, remind myself no, what I liked nice. about it. I, and she's in it, so yeah, she's you know, good. It's like uh, I came out thinking I liked it. I, I really remember like the moment when they get to the front. You seem to agree with me with every nitpicky thing I said. Yeah, no, because so it's got tons of problems. You're, you're able to jettison it, I guess. Well, some people have talked to me afterwards, uh, you know, I've brought up the, the show and saying, how is it that you tore this thing to pieces, but you say you liked it? I don't yeah. understand you. I don't understand <laughs> you. And the reality is, is yeah. that, you know, I keep things in the context. Like I, you know, here in this context, I'm picking it apart for all of its failures. Yep. But I'm kind Film, of I'm kind of giving the lead on that. Filmmaking isn't isn't a perfect thing. Yeah. And but the first and foremost, it's what was your experience watching it? Right. Like if you were watching, you're going, oh, this was terrible. This is such shit. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> I'm hating every scene. I want to go to the bathroom and get more order, and then go to the snack bar, right. and I'm going to go. You're dawdle. looking at your watch. You're wa- yeah, like how much around. longer is you're this? You're wiggling around in their seat. You're that f- that's when it's a bad movie. But this movie kept me going and when yeah. he got, when she got to the front and that woman was like oh they took the babies and they took a tick help me yeah. please yeah. uh you know and she was like i can't yeah i can't not do something yeah. i can see why like i'm complaining about the frustrations they're frustrating her frustrating her and that scene is the release where she says you know no more yeah i'm not taking this anymore and that right there is also the moment that she becomes wonder woman right like it's not earlier, especially when the music starts up. That was, but it's like really well done. But as a character, she is. This is the moment where she's defending the people. Yeah, right. Like she is going to become the champion of the people, and it was a beautiful thing. It was, it was. like the coat comes off, the yeah. bullets are blasting off. Of it's her just too bad and, that all comes in the middle of the film. Yeah. Well, I really believe it was like, you caught me. Yeah. Anything I forgot the island already. The island's now behind yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. I've yeah. really enjoyed the yeah. scenes of her getting in the, the trying to wear contemporary clothing. And I, I was in, I'm enjoying the secretary. Like right. I like all these different parts. Yeah. Some funny little bits. What do you do? Um, I do his cleaning and I pick up his <laughs> You sound yeah. where I come from, you're a slave. And it's like <laughs> these were funny little bits. And yeah. I love the 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 bullet deflecting with her arms. I love that scene. Yeah, well you were saying that uh it's a nice ode to Superman. Yeah, the first Superman film. Yeah. Right. Where it's in reverse, he catches the bullet for her. And I hadn't even thought about it before, but when you mentioned the bullet on the island and how she she'd never seen this thing before. Yeah. By the alleyway, she knew exactly what was there. And right. clearly she moves at a speed. Yeah. So it was set up faster. It was set up well. I mean yeah. you can see it set up for that. So scene. when that, that front fight happened, I thought, Oh my god, this is just getting better and better. Yeah. And it was just gonna like <laughs> just went by down the end. The... It turned into a Super Mario Brothers, yeah. you know, where you, you she fought the big monster at the end. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Went down the tubes. Landed in the lava. Right. 
But yeah, it was okay. It was an okay film, and I'd recommend it. I'm not gonna. I'm not too, yeah. too down on it. And I picked it apart. You know, a lot of that stuff I can jettison, but just it just seemed there was so much. You know, seven is I think a good fair number for it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a hit. I'm thinking seven. Yeah, it's but, definitely a hit. It's going to save DC. It saves their buns. They better hope that Justice League, which they keep moving the date, oh the release Justice date, they just make better make sure that Marvel has anything coming out anywhere. <laughs> like they better stay as far yeah. away from Black fucking Panther. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that was going to be so good. Yeah. But uh, I think it's time to put away the lasso of truth and start bullshitting again. I'll ask you to please take the time to subscribe to this podcast. And if you have any comments about Wonder Woman or anything else you've heard here. You can reach us through email at nerds at nerdstocking.com, on Twitter at at nerdstockingpod. You can search for Nerdstocking, one word, on Facebook and Instagram. And our home on the interwebs is nerdstocking.com, where you can find all these contact methods, as well as an archive of all our previous episodes. So thanks for listening, and please remember to make a hawk a dove and save the world with love. Ciao, Bella. Good night. I'm Wonder Woman. No, I'm Wonder Woman. (laughs) 